The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is not my co-host from across the pond, Mr. Parsons, because Mr. Parsons has just had a mini-me, a baby Parsons. So uh, he's not doing the show today, but I've got someone who's extremely better looking than him. And she is my co-host from Ghost Chronicles Next Generation in Oregon. Hey there. Hey. Oh, I'm on early today. <laughs> I never never, I, I never heard your voice in the daytime. This is weird. <laughs> Do I sound different? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lost your sexy edge in the daytime. I don't know what it is. Too perky. Oh, I'm too perky. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's more probably awake. what. It oh, is. I know what it is. No wine. Oh, that's probably what it is right there. Right there, you go. No wine at three o'clock in the afternoon when I'm working. Right. <laughs> Ooh, did I just say that? <laughs> no, you didn't. And you are hunkered down in the uh, the Carrigan bunker, I believe. Yeah, down in the dungeon. Uh-huh. It's a pretty nice dungeon, but yeah, I'm I'm. Uh, I'm hunkered down where it's cool because it's 95 degrees and it's probably 105 degrees in our studio, which has no air conditioning. So I'm and, here. And why is there no air conditioning at the, at the studio? Um, because we work in a really old high school and they are building a new high school and everything is falling apart all at once. We Our, our air conditioning unit broke last summer. Mm-hmm. So this is summer number two <laughs> with no AC. So, uh, anyways, yeah, that's that's why uh, my board of directors very graciously said I could work from home. <laughs> silly mm. boys, silly boys. Yeah, uh, right. No, I am working from home. I really am. But it's too hot to go into the studio because it's miserable hot. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I'm really interested in today's show because... Uh, you know, other than ghosts, I'm interested in all things paranormal. And uh, the young lady who we have on our show today uh, knows an awful lot about crop circles. And crop circles are kind of intriguing, whether you believe it or not. They're pretty cool things. So without further ado, uh, by the way, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojinet Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And let's bring on our guest, Suzanne Taylor. Suzanne, you're there. I'm definitely here. Very happy to be at uh, 
station that has a motto, all paranormal, all the time. <laughs> because that means I'm not going to have to fight with you to convince you that something paranormal is going on. <laughs> well, evidently you haven't listened to the show. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Don't, don't take that for granted, Suzanne, and, and he loves uh, to argue with everybody. Uh, no, no, okay, I can justify. I can justify, but it's a welcome anyway to me because, I, you know, you've got to put your dukes up out there with so many skeptics who are just insisting that mm -hmm. people make them all. And, uh, it, you know, it's exhausting. You, mm -hmm. you, you know, cite all the evidence and what have well, you. Well, that's what we want to get into. We really do, Suzanne. Because okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's intriguing, and, and you do hear these reports. Uh, first of all, before I forget, I'd like you to give out, you, you have made a movie which is called What on Earth, I believe. Indeed, what on earth? We our tagline is inside the crop circle mystery, and we use that as the tagline because I'm very involved in the whole phenomenon. It uh -huh. isn't just that I'm a movie maker who found a subject, went and made a movie about it. I was the subject, so to speak. I was deeply involved in it all, and um, so convinced that it could be meaningful to the world to pick up on what was going on uh, that. You know, what do you do when you want the world to know something? You, you make a movie. Um, so that was, you know, the source, my impetus to actually get involved making movies about this. Hmm. And, you're, and you, can you give out your website and, and uh, yes, the movie what other website is, uh, CropCircleMovie.com. <laughs> pretty really easy. simple. But yeah. it's a really trippy website. It's very nice. You see a little uh, slideshow of some beautiful crop circles. and it, it's, a, it's quite a nice little tribute. To mm -hmm. the crop circle phenomenon, cropcirclemovie.com. There you go. Okay. And if so, you want to play with me on Facebook, guess what? Facebook.com <laughs> slash cropcirclemovie. All okay. right. Actually, I don't think I've friended you on that, but I will because uh -oh. yeah, I, I've had, you know, I have a copy of your movie and, and it is intriguing. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen it. show before. It's a long time ago. Yeah, and and I haven't seen it for a while, so I, I would like to. I, I, tonight, I think, oh, tonight I have my paranormal study group, but uh, someday this week I'm going to go revisit it because uh, I actually saw another show on, I think it was Discovery Channel or something. Uh-oh, watch out for those. No, 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 <laughs> whatever, you know, it, well, it's all out there. Know, you know, all the cable stations periodically make um, programs about crop circles, mm -hmm. and then they run them for several years. And um, they are really the bane of the existence of the real crop circle aficionados because uh, they act like they're really uh, positive and enthusiastic and they interview people and people say, oh, I just told them, you know, the most convincing, most, and then the show comes out and they've cherry-picked what they've used. Oh, yeah. Oh, they and they've got do. their skeptical eye on and, you know, it, some of the, well, I don't know. I don't want to be uh, sued for defamation, but uh, <laughs> the researchers over there shy away from even talking to National Geographic. Strange but true. You'd think they'd be, you know, quite legit, but right. they're the worst at that. I, you know, they'll just they'll, they'll perpetrate hoaxes in their shows. There, there was I the I believe it was the last one that they did. Um, there was a circle that was already down. And they put some hoaxers in it with their tools and photographed them as if they'd made it. Well, they didn't make that. Uh, no. I really, I'm telling you. Wow. What a weird world we live yeah. in. But oh, it's about the ratings for them. That's, you know, but. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
has a motto that it's all paranormal all the time because <laughs> indeed, you know, we can't explain all of them. I, and, I am, and, then, and then it's frustrating that people <laughs> don't have this attitude mm-hmm. because it's so much more interesting to discover that something unusual is going on than to just bash it for mm-hmm. how illogical it is. Well, yeah, a lot of very weird, mysterious things are quite illogical. That's what makes them weird and mysterious. That doesn't make them wrong. It just <laughs> means that our vision is too narrow, you know? We, we, we're, we're the whole skeptical society out there. It's fine to be skeptical. We should all be skeptical. Don't, don't get sold bills of goods. But that doesn't mean to be a professional skeptic where you don't even look at evidence, but you have cer- certain kind of categories that uh, you just automatically are critical of and, and believe. You know Absolutely. what? This really keeps us in, in a very in much less interesting place than if we open our minds to possibility. Then it's, it's so much more interesting a life to lead. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. I, now I have a question about um, my first my first question about crop circles is. What is a crop circle? What constitutes a crop circle? Well, it's, a, you know, roughly, it's a broad name given to all those imprints in, uh, essentially, crop, it isn't even right that it's all crop fields, uh, which we're used to. We're used to it being in wheat and barley. Mm-hmm. Um, but, in fact, we've had these impressions uh, that are clearly designed. They're not accidents of nature. They're clearly designed by something. And we've had them in virtually everything that grows, including young pine trees with uh, oh. trunks that are like three inches across. They don't bend easily. You know? <laughs> right. Right. So so virtually everything that grows has had um, what we would call crop circles in them. But the main canvases out of the main um, focal point for, for the phenomenon that we can count on every year and all the researchers uh, descend upon every summer is England. Uh, they've been in arguably 40 to 50 countries. I'm, we're not quite sure of the count. Uh, we don't have a center collecting all the information, which we used to have years ago, and uh, thanks really essentially to the hoaxers creating such controversy that there was so much disagreement that that whole center folded, and it was very useful because it was a place where everything crop circle could get collected. So now we're kind of scrounged for you know, accurate information. Uh, so at any rate, think about 40-ish kind of other countries that have had crop circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in England, there are three main canvases. And again, in England, they've been in a lot of other things as well. But when we typically think about the crop circle phenomenon, uh, the first is the first crop that uh, grows over there in the in the summer season, which is oilseed rape. We call it canola. It's a beautiful yellow flower. It has a thick stalk like celery, uh, and it smells terrible. So, <laughs> so the, the idea that people are out there bending the stalks and really subjecting themselves to such unpleasantness is, well, uh, that Hmm. doesn't seem to really explain it all. And then the next canvas is barley. And that's the one in my movie. I have um, some beautiful, beautiful shots of the wind and the barley. Oh, that's a phrase from somewhere. Because (laughs) it's a very feathery kind of head. And when the crop is, you know, well along and ripe and the wind blows, it's so beautiful to just look at the ripple in the barley, so it's you know it's just an aesthetic experience, and we we have some beautiful shots. I don't have I you know there's a 
a fair amount of crop circle product out there. I wouldn't call them movies. As it, <clears throat> mine is a Hollywood movie, has a, has a, a score that was paid for and it's color correction and all the things you do for a real movie, not a video. <laughs> and um, and I've never seen beautiful shots in the other product on crop circles in the barley. I don't know why. Mm. So as I was putting my film together, I think, oh, I just love these barley shots. And we have a fair amount of them in the movie. And then the third canvas, which is actually, um, I guess, the most feels and it lasts the longest over there, is wheat. Um mm-hmm. So that's the predominant canvas, but those three really are are they're all significant in the in the crop circle phenomenon. Hmm. Wow, I'm I'm just I'm looking at um, I'm on your website there, cropcirclemovie.com, right? And I'm looking at um some of the pictures of crop circles, which are amazing. I know they're so uh, beautiful. We really do have probably the best photography of crop circles of any any crop circle product just to look at the beautiful mm-hmm. circles aside from listening to all the inspirational things people say mm-hmm. um my movie's good for that mm-hmm. so so, so the end why why crop circles why did you get involved with crop circles well i actually had a real reason for it um aside from how trippy they are and lovely they are fascinating they are but um prior to that I have been for many years actually producing events and projects that have some relation to our consciousness and um, the fact that there's lots to learn for a little humanity here and that we're developing self-help came along and personal growth came along and um, in the last whatever, several decades, um, we, we keep penetrating the mysteries and learning more and more about what wasn't so obvious to us before, uh, about who we are, what we're doing here, how how life works. And so I was producing all different kinds of events and projects that would open our minds to this sort of bigger reality that empirical science tells us is true. Nothing wrong with empirical science except it's limited. It doesn't deal with things you can't put under a microscope. You can't put consciousness under a microscope. Mm -hmm. So empirical consciousness is not so good about um, telling us uh, about many worlds that are real nonetheless. And so that's what all my programs were all about that I was um, producing. And the crop circles just came along as another uh, subject matter at first, Um, but it goes way back. In the late 80s, I saw some photographs. Uh, a friend of mine had a son who was stationed in the military in England, and he would go out on his leave and take pictures of what they were then in England calling landing pads for UFOs. Ah. This is the 80s. Now, they, you know, there was a lot of acceptance, uh, less skepticism and more curiosity decades ago about all of this, about UFOs, about, you know, the argument wasn't so virulent about the skeptics insisting it isn't so, you know. And so that was the word in England. They were landing pads for UFOs. And mm-hmm. I looked at the pictures, which were crop circles, and I said, ooh, if that's true, I was never really very knowledgeable about UFOs, just like, you know, any old person who's curious. Um mm-hmm. Because they come and they go, and you, you know you can't take, you can't you can't study them. Uh, but but what I saw these pictures, and I thought, wow, if they really are being made by some otherness, um, there, there they are. You can deal with them. Uh, you can visit them. You can take material into a laboratory to analyze it. And 
so it was an interesting enough to me to add that subject matter to my roster of the kind of things I was producing here in Los Angeles. Um, and so I started putting on crop circle programs done by, we have a couple of the researchers here in this uh, my local area. And then LA is, you know, a crossroads of the world, so people are always passing through. So I would snare the crop circle people and produce programs with them. They were hugely popular early <laughs> on. In fact, I do a lot of things in my home, kind of salon-like sort of things. And they, th- these programs were, by and large, or the interest, by and large, was much bigger than my house could hold. And I would, you know, do it in rented spaces out in uh, L.A. And uh, and it it just became so fascinating to me. And I thought, you know, I'm really interested in how we can shift our whole perception. Um, we're we're so stuck in a world that isn't working very well. And you know, as we try to fix things piecemeal, this problem, that problem, what to do, we do a lot. We do, of course, we do a lot of that. But it's like fingers in the dike as long as our belief system remains the same. Um, so we're fighting against the belief system that's, you know, prevailing. Just empirical science is controlling it, and materialism is the god. And so until we get underneath the whole way we perceive ourselves to be in the world, it's tough sledding to fix things. <laughs> and, you know, and, and my thought was, wow, all those kind of personal growth things, all, all the different aspects of how we need to have a, a bigger vision are, are significant, but the crop circles could change everyone's mind in the world overnight. All we'd have to do would be have the powers that be, the media, newspapers, headlines, say, contact. We haven't shaken their hands, but they've left the evidence on Mm -hmm. the ground. And we can see that when we examine the evidence, we are not delivering these crop circles. That means there's other intelligence in the world. Well, that changes the world immediately. The, the, The fallout of that would, you know, be ongoing. But immediately, everybody's mindset would be different. Now we're the masters of the universe. We're the big cheese. There's nobody else except in science fiction. We're very open to, to, to the likelihood there's otherness, but until the absolute recognition of it takes place, we're still in the same. Uh, it's difficult to change the parameter, the, the, the gears that a world runs by. They're all quite enmeshed. Um, but if something so radical happens that the gears change, well, then you're in a new game. And I thought that's what these crop circles could do. You know, I just want to interject. I, I saw Pacific. I saw a screening of Pacific Rim. Have mm-hmm. you guys seen it yet? No, I just saw the uh, preview, that's all. Right, the Del Toro new film. Well, um, he is so clear. He makes a clear statement in the film. I thought, oh, I love this, uh, which is that the world got together. They lost all their differences when this incredible threat to the world mm-hmm. took place. Now, right. Now, I'm not talking about a threat to the world, but what you got was, of course the world can come together. Of course we can work together. And please God, it won't be because we're about to be destroyed. You know? <laughs> yeah. May we get <laughs> Probably there through not. <laughs> a gentler, peaceful kind of mechanism where we're all kind of, uh, we've had our eyes open to a different reality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, uh, I mean, to short questions. So you're... you're uh, from what you've been saying, you believe that crop circles are uh, uh, 
alien-made. They're they're from another planet. They're, no, no, the, no, I, no. I wouldn't say that. What I would say is we're not making them. Now that doesn't define where they're coming from. You have other like 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 Pacific Rim. Right. We've been looking outside for invasion from off the planet. No, this is another dimension. <laughs> and I thought, oh yeah, good. Another story about another dimension because this could be crop circles could be coming from another dimension also. Um, don't know, you know, don't know where they're coming from. Just not us. Hmm. Oh, actually, of course, uh, of course that discounts all the ones that are being made by people. I'm talking right. About, that that right, someone yeah. actually just asked that question, and of course they always visit that when they do documentaries on on crop circles. Yeah, there I mean, are there's people. There's a lot of hoaxing going on. A lot. Right. But they're hoaxing something that isn't hoax. You know. Reason mm-hmm. it's called hoax is not just people making art in the fields. They're trying to fool you into thinking that they are the original, which is not being made by us, according to all evidence. <laughs> so now, these, when the, go ahead, Ian. These, these crop circles, like I'm looking at the pictures, and they're so perfect and concentric, and uh, it's the like you know one side is the mirror image of the other side, and it's like it. How long? I mean, does this just happen overnight? Do people wake up in the morning, look out in the field, and go, holy cow, look out there? Yes. I mean, <laughs> is, is that literally, I mean, they're, they're huge, they're, and they're perfect. Yes, indeed. Um, usually you wake up in the morning and you discover what has been delivered during the night. Oh, uh, but we do have some eyewitness accounts. We have... Um, When the center was collecting them, they had about 25 of them, and they were going back into the 40s even. Um, Now we have no collecting going on, so I don't know. Maybe there's 40 of them or so now. (laughs) And what they are, um, uh, what what all the eyewitnesses say, because they happen to have been around, you know, one way or another when this thing was forming. They saw it form, Mm -hmm. um, and they all say they go, no matter how big they are, no matter what, they go down in six or seven seconds. And in my movie, we just we do a little simulation of it. Oh, you got one going down. Well, no, <laughs> it's not real. But we didn't try to fool anybody. We're just illustrating. Right. Um, but that that's they just fold down. You know, six or seven seconds, the whole thing goes down. That's that's that's. What you I mean, when you get on, when you get online and you go on YouTube, mm-hmm. you see. Um, something that has wide circulation of a bunch of balls of light uh, mm-hmm. circulating around and then a crop circle goes down. It's a lovely idea but uh, and has been debated about, and still there's some debate about whether that's authentic or not, but the vote seems to come down uh, to it having been done in a laboratory as a very, very carefully constructed hoax. Um, uh, not a hoax of making it, but a hoax of making a, a video about it. And, mm, I you know, it, right. it does seem to be a lab product, right? Wow. So when is the first earliest reported crop circle, and uh, is there a period in time where it seems to be more than other time? Well, we are in the period when it's really been tracked and diagnosed and uh, not diagnosed, but examined and, and studied. Um, but if you look in the literature, you'll see that well, the famous one they're always quoting is from 1678, and again, that's all over the internet. It's called the Mowing Devil, and um, they've given it a name. It comes, it's a woodcut from 1678, and there's a little story in Old English. And you see, the picture you see, you say, well, that's a crop circle. It's got different rings in it and different 
directions of what's going on in the rings. And it is a story about uh, a wheat field, I think wheat, uh, where the farmer didn't want to pay the price that the mower asked for, and he said, let the devil do it. And then there's this little devil picture <laughs> with, with this picture of a crop circle. It's quite cute. It's quite a nice little piece of artwork. And But, um, again, if you track the literature, you'll see that every 100 years or so, um, there has been a flurry of something not called crop circles. We named that in the modern era. We named them crop circles. But a report about something, that you go, well, they're talking about crop circles. And there would be some, whatever the literature of the day was, there'd be some little uh, exchange going on. And um, and then it would go away. And then 100 years later, give or take, it would come back again. And in my movie, we do a recreation of a story from Nature magazine, which is quite a prestigious um, science journal uh, that gets published in England. And a very serious scientist had discovered um, a, a field full of circles and circles everywhere and whatever. So we make a picture to illustrate his little story. And what happened in that issue was 1890, I believe, in, in uh, Nature magazine. And for a few issues, you know, we did not have the Internet. We had to wait for our next <laughs> journal. But in a few issues, there were letters back and forth discussing this. And then again, it went away. And, you know, there's some kind of... Um, coming from another direction, uh, the circles seem to respond to interest. Like if nobody, if there's no interest, it's like they test. Uh, they land something, whatever, what happens, not much, and then they go away again. Mm-hmm. Well, in the 1970s, uh, when some people in England stumbled across uh, a crop circle and got interested and started paying attention, and then more people started paying attention. And then we, you know, we ended up with our full-blown phenomenon with lots of attention, and then the circles commensurately kept delivering more. And so, you know, this has been documented now. This isn't going away. We now, it happens every summer in England and uh, in this reliably small area so that you really can go there and know you're going to see a crop circle. Um, and, uh, and then in all these other countries, you don't know where it's going to show up, but then mm-hmm. you know people now know. God bless the internet. Yeah, uh, right. That when when something happens in another country, they get reported. In fact, this year, because we're in the middle of crop circle season as we speak, and this year there have been far less in England than previously, and far more in many other countries. Russia's kicked in. Um, I'm not remembering all the countries, but some that you know we've hardly heard from before. Oh, oh, France! France has not been a big crop circle country. In mm-hmm. fact, we may not have had any before in France. Now we've got them this summer. Um, <laughs> so it seems to be uh, proliferating elsewhere in the world more so than um, than here. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. here. <laughs> I'm I'm not in England right now. I'm in Los Angeles, but more so than in England where we previously had gotten many more than we've gotten this summer. Wow. Don't know why. <laughs> and it may be because there's such skepticism. Mm. You know, in England, it's, it's all kind of focused on England. Right. And it may be, again, the circle makers in the sky in the other dimension, wherever they are, may be saying, why are we deliver- keep delivering to these, you know, un- <laughs> uh, unreceptive people who are giving us such flack? Let's go uh, elsewhere. They you don't know, appreciate Why, why do they do that? <laughs> Why do they do that? I don't know. We have to ask them, but they're not talking to us. I don't know. (laughs) We can only sort of speculate.
Well, actually, we have to take a break right now, so uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick, and our very special guest, Suzanne Taylor, right here on Tochinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. We'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged. Restrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Bear X family. Take 6,427. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so Ann, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll, I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. So anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan and Ron. See you then. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles International with Ron and Ann and our special guest, Suzanne Taylor. Hello, hello. hello. Suzanne Taylor is here. <laughs> Ron, come back, you? come back. Did we lose you for a second? You did because I have people trying to install a dishwasher here and they're telling me, you know, just how nice that they came right when I was doing the show <laughs> and that there's problems. I mean, I'm really happy to hear that, you know. All right. So somebody else is here. I just said, hey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it was extraterrestrial. Who knows? You know? <laughs> yeah, I need them. I need them to come and help me and do something <laughs> extraordinary, apparently. 
And you're listening to Ghost Chronicles right here on Tojanet Parax Ghost Channel and beyond. And if you want to, you have a question for our guest, you can call at 877-864-4869. Or you can reach us in the Tojanet or the Parax chat room. Or you can go to our Facebook page, which is what, Ann? Uh, well, our Facebook page is Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation. Mm-hmm. There you go. But I don't so. know if that helps us on Ghost sure. Chronicles International. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we actually had a, a kind of a question or, or a comment from Ghost Girl in the chat room. Did you see that, Anne? Well, I think it was more she was asking people in the chat room, um, do you believe crop circles are man-made or extraterrestrial? I think she just wanted other people's opinions. Right, but uh, Ghost Girl answered back that, that, that she had heard that they were harmonics. Have you ever heard of this, uh, Suzanne? Harmonics? I don't know, don't know what that means. Harmonics means that the, the Earth's uh, magnetic fields creates a, a harmonic uh, energy wave, which actually creates the the uh, crop circles. Oh. Hey. Who knows? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a, no, no, a cool no, idea. No, here's, no, wait a minute. I shouldn't say that. That's just too glib an answer. No. You know why? Because there's mind involved. Uh, there's a lot of things we recognize. They send us back our symbols. They send us back. We're about to, uh, you know, we know... Uh, from you know, science knows that a comet is going to be coming. They'll send us a picture of the comet before it comes. It's like oh, really? It's like oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, it's like they 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 scope. Well, you know, they know what's going on here, so to speak, and they'll they'll feed it back to us. Uh, in fact, I in my movie I have um, the uh, picture of the uh, planetary alignment. On two th- that date in 2012 that we were all mm-hmm. looking uh, forward to in December of 2012. Right, yeah, the And, and prior, yeah. prior to that, uh, they delivered a crop circle with a planetary alignment that was exactly that date. Um, you know, it's like they're winking at us. Hey, we read you. We see you. <laughs> we know what you're doing. Why don't you recognize us? <laughs> wow. Well, do you think that perhaps, you know, perhaps it is some type of extraterrestrial communication where they, they beam some other type of an image and, and it just goes into the field as, as what it does. Well, uh, you know. I wasn't precluding that. I'm just saying to you, we just don't yeah. know what, you know, if someone in the movie says, uh, who makes them? And the person says, not us. And then that's really all you can say, you know. We right. never identified what might be able to function in a way as some real um, otherness, you know. You know what really strikes me about these pictures, um, and I think it's kind of funny because one of the many things I do, uh, I do henna, um, henna tattoos, and oh, how nice. so many of these designs remind me of designs that I do in henna, and really? well, it's yeah, kind of know, funny. Well, because they're, they're, a lot of them are using, you know, we have different kinds of things. One thing is we can see what they're saying, so to speak. But in others, are just pure geometric beauties. And, mm-hmm. you know, geometry is the fundamental, sacred geometry is how the universe is designed. Mm. And, um, you know, you, you, geometric patterning can, exists everywhere. And, um, you know, the crop circles are one uh, echo of that. But you right. see in many, like your henna and what have you, many places, oh, that looks like crop circles. Well, right. it looks like the geometry of that's fundamental to the universe and mm-hmm. other things, many things are um, echoing it and displaying it. 
Yeah, so, but they are so beautiful, what, really. Yeah, mm. But why why England? I mean, they're in 40 countries, but it seems they're predominantly in England, is, is the majority of them are. And it's such a small country. Why England? Well, you know, there's you have to kind of speculate because uh, we're not you're not being told right. by the source what its intentions are or its rationales are. Mm-hmm. So you have to speculate, and there's lots of speculation about that. In fact, some of it we talk about in the movie. Uh, but there are many different, you know, when you try to, well, why would they do that? And right. so you come up with your p- possible answers. And well, one thing is that by uh, concentrating somewhere. Uh, then it can be studied. Then, you know, you can rely on the fact that it's going to come. And as I said, every summer in England, there's um, a, a people from all over the world who are very plugged in doing writing the book, taking the pictures, producing the conferences. They all congregate in England because that's where it's happening. So, you know, if, um, if they weren't in England and had to rely on you just wouldn't be able to study it. You would just not know when it was going to pop up, and you couldn't have people. Although I, I will say one thing. We have in the United States a very active crop circle uh, community, and um, it is centered in Ohio because the people who run it are in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ohio actually is the state that's had the most crop circles, which isn't a huge amount, but it's, you know, a fairly decent amount. But anyway, the people are in Ohio. It's a physics professor, actually, who heads the um, the whole, you know, shebang over there. And they have a little conference every spring uh, that is attended by very passionate people in the United States. But whenever there is an incident in the United States, these people will go out and check out check it out they'll get on airplanes they'll drive hours in cars wow. yeah and and um we have a high incidence in the united states of because they'll take the material into the laboratory and high incidence of you know authentic authentic you know uh I- impossible to uh describe origin of right. crop circles in the united states but again in england if you were going to go huh how do I get the world to uh, uh, pay attention to this stuff I'm delivering? Well, you got to send it to one place. Now, why England? Well, one there, there are, again, speculations and lots of them. Um, England is, this particular area of England is dotted with ancient, sacred, you might say, things. Things like Stonehenge. Everybody's familiar with Stonehenge. That's only the biggest, most famous, but you can hardly turn around in England without something that um, is being preserved and uh, comes from antiquity and burial mounds and tumuli and and stone circles. England has stone circles up the kazoo. There's so many of them over there. Uh, (laughs) Stonehenge only being the most famous, and Avebury for over there is equally famous, a whole different Mm -hmm. landscape, a whole different kind of configuration. But all over the world where crop circles do land, they land near something ancient that we might call sacred. Um, I think we, we call it sacred because in ancient times people felt themselves to be part of nature and that somehow or other that these, these monuments that they erected or even their very being, like for instance in America, uh, they, they frequently land near Indian burial grounds. We, we were more tuned in to um, this elemental, natural force of nature that we'd be much better off if we were 
if we respected nature rather than raped it now, you know. And so whatever it is, those crop circles all over the world tend to land near those kind of sites, and England is full of them. Um, England also has a water table um, that's very high that's um, in this particular area uh, where most of the circles land. There's limestone right under the surface, and it's a natural uh, conductor of I'm going to get into things I really don't know enough to speak about very accurately, but I understand it conducts photo magnet, whatever it does, that's conducive to um, the, the crop circles uh, are, are evidencing some of the effects of that kind of force in nature. And um, so that apparently being placed in this place where uh, there is that kind of energy uh, being circulated uh, makes sense also. So, I mean, those are some of... Oh, and then, you know, one of the things they talk about is you're about an hour and a half by car out of a major city, London, okay. so that if indeed this thing uh, ever becomes uh, a, a subject of real worldwide interest, people are going to be able to get to it. And even now, to be able to uh, have a tourist industry and to be able to um, have conferences and actually be an attraction whereby researchers are, are going to congregate, it's, it's, it's easy to get to. Um, so that makes it sort of logical that they'd pick a spot like that. Yeah, you know what's interesting, Susanna, and I just thought of this as, as you were talking, is perhaps we've got it the other way around in that these sites were put where they were because back in that time before it was recorded, there were crop circles. And yeah, yes, yes, there's some thought actually that the stone circles are built on crop circles and that that's how um, they, you know, put them in power spots and that the mm-hmm. circles do represent a certain power spot reality. Yes, mm-hmm. very conceivable because the measurements, we, we actually talk about that in the movie also, there's some measurement config. Uh, uh, kind of uh, parallels that that go on um, where, oh, this uh, uh, stone circle is just the same. We, we, t- we talk about Stonehenge that way. Right. Yeah, it has an absolute correlation to some crop circle um, geometry. Um, so maybe so, maybe so. Hmm. The, the other the other thing I was going to uh, ask you too, and, and this also comes from your conversation, is that you said they were able to take some of this stuff back to the laboratory? I mean, what did they look for? Did they look for radiation? Did they look for, uh, you know, what, what were they looking for when they took these samples right. and brought them back to the laboratory? Well, first of all, whenever the laboratory is involved, they they do really do things with scientific protocols. That's why they really can't do them all. They're expensive, these studies. Lawrence oh, Rockefeller yeah. used to fund a lot of uh, this, uh, the, the crop circle studies. He was an old man. He had his own foundation apart from the big Rockefeller family foundation. And he was a very forward thinker. He was quite interested in things like UFOs and what have you. But um, so we have not had such... Uh, expensive studies lately, um, but, you know, you don't need to keep studying over and over to prove a point, which is that, you know, we can't identify who's making these. But anyway, uh, they, they so, the, so that they do real scientific protocol, they have uh, the material they take from inside the circle, they have material that they take from outside the circle, they make comparisons, and the kind of things that they discover is biological changes to the plants, 
inside okay. the circle, mm, and yep. chemical changes to the soil inside crop circles. They, they did a very elaborate soil um, study, uh, which is kind of one of, the, one of the best of the studies. And what they discovered was that the crystalline structure of some of the material in the, inside the crop circle is not found on the surface of the earth. And uh -huh. that if, if you would think about how it could have uh, been created, where, where could such a crystalline structure come from, it would have been comparable to what was way down deep uh, beneath, the, beneath the surface uh, where the pressure from the top and the heat from the bottom for you know millions, billions of years would have cooked it. And that was the crystalline kind of structure that they found inside this crop circle. So wow. it's you know very 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 uh, dramatic differences right. in um, in the material that's inside a crop circle. Hmm. So when you think about think about the power that would have to uh, be exerted to make a crop circle um, that quickly, but especially when you think I mean, about the fact that you know you're bending. Right. Uh, you know, there's a there is some uh, theory that seems fairly popular among the knowledgeable people that the force that is uh, bending bending the crop is microwave energy, which is abundant. Uh -huh. It's everywhere, but how do you mm -hmm. focus it? But when right. you stop when you stop to think about it, there all that heat and nothing is burned except you, sometimes you do see char mm -hmm. in in the circles. Uh, certain, but but. But something, you know, they're 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 way ahead of us in how they can, you know, use energy and harness forces and what have you. Um, but one of the, you know, odd kind of things is that with so much heat applied, things are not burnt. Very right. interesting. And you've got all this energy exerted to make this beautiful thing, really. Really. Um, as opposed to coming in and wiping out a city or whatever, you know. So. It kind of well, you just think. hope, you know, you know, you know that if 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 things like the horrible disasters that you know possibly right. could happen, um, you know that the world would would pull together just like in Pacific Rim. Mm -hmm. uh, we'd have to, uh, but oh, you just want it, you know, to happen in some other way, you know. Right, right. Um, but if it's that, like, if it's that easy for for whoever is making these crop circles, if it's that easy to do that. You know, so basically they're doing this for good rather than for, you know, harmful. Well, they're certainly not um, doing it to harm us. That's for right. Sure, so, I mean, know. that's that's kind of, you know, if you sit and think about it, it's like, well, wow, you know, why? You know, why one way and not the other way? So it's it's really interesting. Well, it's nice to think that there is a beneficent force as opposed to what science mm -hmm. fiction focuses on, which is right. always disaster, you know. Absolutely, right. Uh, it's nice to think that, you know, something's not, uh, that, that, that the only story is uh, a story of war, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's our mm -hmm. kind of contracted perception right. that really needs to be, be changed, you know. In a world run by greed, war is a very common or or uh, understandable element but in right. a war in a world run by compassion oh my god would we would we kill each other <laughs> no i mean <laughs> how primitive that is <laughs> right. really i mean really yeah. I, it's just the horror of making war <laughs> as if it's okay it's okay to turn people into killers and then oh you can stop killing now now you can just have a regular life well of course 
you know, we've we've hurt these soldiers so, so fundamentally. You know, this is not uh, a good way to run a world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I, I know that there is some reports that, like for instance, cell phones don't work inside crop circles. And Absolutely. They're all, and they're also, I mean, you, you can show uh, people using dials and rods that will get different readings outside versus inside crop circles. Uh, is there a continuous research on this, and or is it just kind of like, uh, or, or do we even know why, like, for instance, cell phones don't work within a crop no, circle? No, but we have a lot of interference with um, electromagnetic kind of things, and... Uh, Again, we speak about several instances, particular instances of that in the movie. I don't know, don't know, just just that, it, and it goes on a lot. Um, people, you know, go in with fully charged batteries. The batteries are drained. Uh, compasses don't work. Um, you know, there's some some interference with the natural forces um, going on inside these circles. Don't know why. Don't just know that. You know that that is the fact. Very odd, very strange. So what is your goals in, in the future? Well, you know, I'm, I'm on my same old, same old, but I've actually gone on to do uh, other things. Um, you know, I've kind of um, documented my crop circle work. And, you know, my movie isn't evergreen. There's nothing new except for more circles, you know, since a couple of years ago when I when I put the movie out. Uh, there isn't a new development. There, you know, it's not like, oh, that's an old movie, old-fashioned. Oh, you know, it, it, no, it's it's what they call an evergreen because it's just a story that hasn't that hasn't changed at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love talking about it. I love. I, I'm going to be doing a conference in Joshua Tree uh, in August. Um, Contact mm-hmm. in the desert, and um, which is you know quite quite a, a actually really nice affair. You can find that pretty much. Um, on my Facebook page, you'll find a lot about that. Facebook.com slash crop circle movie. Um, and um, I'm going to be also speaking in uh, Palo Alto at a place called Mind Beingness Institute, uh, where um, I'll be doing, you know, talking about the circle. So I get to have my little platform. But my platform, you know, again, like I'm talking to you, isn't just about, oh, look at the phenomenon. It's about the fact that we need to open our minds. And um, so I've actually gone on to um, start taking on, now that, you know, the the movie got done, that was huge concentration, and then when it came out, I was hugely preoccupied with many radio shows and, um, and, and marketing uh, of the movie, which we released online, by the way. We didn't do the festival circuit, which takes a long time and a lot of money, Mm-hmm. Because we have such a huge online niche, uh, the UFO niche, uh, which uh, it, it appreciates crop circles, uh, is the second largest online. Sex is first, and UFO is second. Because, <laughs> wow. Really, really, because we had such a um, waiting audience, we actually I actually released the movie online, and we had a huge campaign when it first came out, mm-hmm. and um, so. Um, if you hear this ringing, it's my fax phone in the background. Forgive okay. me, I can't do anything about it's it. The, it's the aliens okay. coming true. <laughs> um, but it will go away. So, um, 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 where am I of the movie and it's evergreen? Right. And no, yeah, me, 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 me. So, <laughs> me, 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 me. So, what I actually, okay, now, you know, so, so much of the initial obstacle, whatever, is, is, is handled. Um, mm-hmm. It keeps going, thank goodness. But 
um, it gives me my soapbox, which I like. But I thought, <laughs> okay, now I need uh, to get kind of back to my roots, which is crop circles only as one of the kind of things that um, will open your mind. And um, so I, I thought, well, how am I going to do that? And I became a producer for TED. So do you know my little TED saga, what's going on? I'm sure your audience, uh, yep. some may, some may not. Uh, but no. um, but I uh, produced a, a program. I got a license, uh, as TED is giving, to many uh, individuals to do things in different cities across the world. And I got the license for West Hollywood, which is actually where I live. Mm-hmm. So I am... Um, I was TEDx, all those programs that are not the big TED are called TEDx. So I was TEDx West Hollywood, and I uh, created a program called Brother, Can You Spare a Paradigm, uh, or <laughs> making, making the Quantum Leap, all about how, now, they would not, they don't like subjects like crop circles. That's okay. There's lots of other subjects, and I wanted to get back out where I was not perceived uh because of such a concentration I've had on the circles as the crop circle lady, you know, but that I was perceived as, as the worldview lady, the transformation lady, the consciousness lady, who, who will bring you, uh, who is interested in uh, many other uh, indications that this, there's more to reality than our little narrow worldview would have us uh, believe. And so I put together a fabulous program of many other indications of uh, reality beyond materialism and beyond empirical science. And um, my intention being that that would be my launch back out into the larger platform that I was on before the crop circles. Well, uh, it, in fact, it accomplished that, but it also accomplished a, a lot of um, controversy. Oh, get the crop circles. I'm back in controversy again. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I don't know. A lot of people don't even know what TED is. I don't know how much we want to talk about it. But if you if you put TEDxWestHollywood.com and go look for the site, uh, it will take you to a little of the saga of what TED did and uh, in canceling my license because I was too far out for them. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but they they did it really. They're in they're in some hot water with the intellectuals of the world. I wasn't their first perpetration. Mm-hmm. Um, for again, uh, your audience is perhaps not tuned into this world, but uh, Rupert Sheldrake and Graham Hancock, two of my most favorite outside-the-box thinkers who also have their feet on the ground, who are really uh, very credible people, both in science and journalism. And so the TED uh, assault started with them, and then I became the third assaulted victim of their mm-hmm. censorship, essentially. And so there's a whole flap going on in the world about uh, TED, which presumably is about high-mindedness, and they, 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 uh, their, their slogan is ideas worth spreading, except only certain ideas. <laughs> and, and the ideas they deem not worth spreading got them into a lot of trouble with the world, and it's ongoing. I am still engaged in action with TED. Uh, to uh, there'll be more of it. There'll be more noise made about this because it then becomes a platform for talking to the world about what is worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted, did, Ted, you know, I thought I'd just be a TED presenter and through their lens because they have such a big audience and it's 
such a respected entity that I'd be able to deal with all these other issues. Well, I've got an even bigger audience now because of the controversy of uh, their narrowness. You know, the world is now... Suzanne, I, I have to... Suzanne, I actually have to cut you off because we're just about running out of time. No, Uh-oh. no. <laughs> yeah. But I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Once again, give out your website. It's propcirclemovie.com. And uh, thank you so much for having me. I love talking about all this stuff. Oh, I know. It's all. <laughs> welcome. It was so interesting. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Okay, thank bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. Wow. Now, see, I never knew... Very much at all about crop circles, and now I know all this stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I actually have that movie, uh, and uh, you, you can pick up a copy, or I'll definitely let you borrow mine. Awesome. But awesome. Anyway. Well, it's, she said it on the Internet, too, so, I mean, yep. you can pull it up on uh, YouTube. So there you go. But anyways, uh, I do want to mention a couple things. Uh, next Saturday is our Haunted Lighthouse Tours. Once again, if you go to the Friends of PortsmouthLighthouse.org, uh, you can go on one of these little haunted investigative tours and uh, go on to the Coast Guard base, which is forbidden at night, but we mm. get a special thing. You go through the fort, you go through nice. the lighthouse, it's kind of a cool deal, and all the money goes to the Friends of Portsmouth Lighthouse for the preservation of Whaleback and Portsmouth Lighthouse. And then on Friday, uh, I, at the Circles of Wisdom, we are doing a, actually be a VZ, but it's through the Circles of Wisdom, we'll be doing Fairy House, Make Your Own Fairy House. Cool. And what basically, basically what you do is you build a fairy house, and then you create a fairy garden at home, and it, and it draws fairies to your house, which brings wealth and happiness and health. So All right. Kind of cool. i got to get so. those fairies in here, man. <laughs> Jeez. So, anyway. So, Ann, I want to thank you so much for filling in for uh, Steve, who is, of course, uh, a new daddy and is also daddy. working on a documentary with the Japanese right now. So, uh, there you go. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank and you. And I want to thank, thank Suzanne for coming aboard and enlightening us more about uh, crop circles. So, until next week, got time to wrap it up from Ghost Chronicles International. Good night, and God be blessed. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord. 